Fire Talk. Just a good old ball. Off the record. On the air. It is Wednesday. Normally a Blitz Wednesday. Some technical difficulties on maybe our So we didn't get to link in with them, but we're, uh, the show must go on. Our show is going on. And we've got some other legal questions. And that is the dudes I have in the background. Why? I've got a legal question for you. How you can get away with playing that song behind us? <laughs> Problem solved. So, um, you know. Music, so why not? I say let it run until they tell you to stop. But they got algorithms that pick that up now. Yeah, they just pick it up. They kick I got it right the, off. I got the the scrambler. Yeah, the scrambler. <laughs> it's the uh, it's the scrambler. So it is. Uh, we got uh, a full table. It's been a while since we got a full table. We got uh, Jay Manning. The this is our fact checker. Hello. It's sort of like the X checker. Uh, in uh, Camelot. Real quick, Shooter Jennings, Terry Vance Jennings, uh, Buddy Dean Jennings, and Julie Ray Jennings. There you go. Shooter Jennings. Right. We were talking about Shooter Jennings. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Um, anyway, this is uh, Lawyer Talk off the air, on the record, on the record, off the air, whatever it is. Um, we are, uh, as everybody knows, we've been interfacing with the Blitz and, as I said, some technical difficulties. But that doesn't mean we're not getting our own questions and you can submit yours at uh, – lawyertalkpodcast.com there's a interface is that the right word for it interface or a form or whatever these newfangled kids would call it we got the x checker here what, what, what is that called sorry i was looking up shooter jennings what no it's a never mind he's worthless <laughs> you, no, you, shooter 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 was married and uh did, did you ever did you ever watch the sopranos yeah 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 you remember uh, uh what was her name now uh uh she was the she started at the hostess. She was a Chrissy Maldesanti's girl. Uh, uh, the A. Um, uh, Good God, that was his wife. Anyhow, he was married to her, oh. and uh, they had a kid together. One uh, of the uh, kids is dead. Died in twenty nineteen. Yeah. Who's that? One of the Jennings. Yeah. Yeah. Named after. Uh, how they how did he come up with the name Shooter? That was. Uh, or is that a nickname? Not, I think that's his real name. It's it? on the old certificate. Terry Vance Jennings is dead. There you go. All right. Well, that's a fact. Uh, anyway, so you would think the big question of the day that was coming through would have something to do with, like, impeachment, the biggest trial of the century, sort of, or some other huge uh, legal issue, or maybe even a small one that someone's got, like maybe their landlord is kicking them out. Maybe they fell on the ice. Talked about that last week. Uh, but no. The question is, can this woman really sue Gorilla Glue Oh, jeez. Because she used the spray adhesive Gorilla Glue as hairspray. Now, in the studio, we have used the Gorilla Glue spray adhesives. As you see over here in our sound barriers there, the, the foam that's up there, we used the actual Gorilla Glue. Now, that we were Gorilla Glue. We, we, we were so impressed with Gorilla Glue on all. It works. Uh, like I'm every a fan. single one of them. The polyurethane glue, their general wood glue, their tape. The, the tape, the, dude. Their the their tape. tape. Their tape puts now the gorilla glue. You could rip a mole off with that tape. I, 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 I may I may have I may have told this story before, but I the gorilla glue uh, tape saved my marriage. Yes. Oh yeah, this is a good story. Yes, tell it again. Oh, yes, it did. Dear, that's it did. It, it, it was a summer, and uh, Shorty loves the pool. She likes laying in her pool, and uh, we had a nice hillbilly upgrade at our house, and we got us a nice above ground pool. 
Now, we put some sand down for the pool, and I had these mounts because it was kind of on a hill, right? And there was this brick, and we just filled it up with water. And and at our house, we have to hire the water to come in because if you put well water in there, it looks like it's a, a red pond. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it just looks awful. And I was sitting there, and I see this brick that's off the side. I decide I'm going to go adjust it. As I adjust it, that corner goes like this and rips. And then water's coming out because there's, you know, I mean, it, it, oh, yeah. you know, it's, it's, I don't know how deep it is. I think it's like a four foot deep pool, you know, with a lot of water. There, and, and it's coming out. And then Shorty lost it. She just, she lost it. There's one thing I wanted. And my mom and dad were there. <laughs> I, I run inside. I grab the gorilla glue tape jump into the pool and my dad is ripping pieces of the tape off and I'm going underwater and I'm patching it. No flex seal? No flex seal. I used <laughs> Gorilla Glue tape underwater. Like I said, I, I took right. it, I swam down with it. So I'm, I'm, I'm not applying it to the outside. Right. That's not, you know what I mean? I'm applying it to the inside and uh, just so you know, that patch worked the whole season long How about that? and then it was, it was good to go. And I remember I was standing at, I think it was at Walmart, and I see this woman, she's standing, she's got Gorilla Glue tape in her hand, and she's got some duct tape in her hand. And there's a little bit of a price difference. And I, she kind of looks at me, she's like, is there a difference? I said, well, I'm going to have to tell you. <laughs> Gorilla Glue saved my marriage. Right. And I sat there, and I gave her my whole, I fixed the pool speech right there. She walked off with it. And uh, since then, I've got their double-sided tape. For, I've got... One time we were over working in my shop and uh, Steve's boy was there and he looked at, I've got pegboard up and he was like, why do you have so much Gorilla Glue? And I, cause I had everything all on pegboards. I got multiple. I got their two part epoxies. Mm-hmm. They're hardener yeah. ones. I mean, they got, they, I mean, whatever you want, Gorilla Glue. Hey, I patched a tire with a, uh, on my lawnmower with it. Yeah. Literally it had a, a leak it. in it. And what I did was I put down the, some of this uh, silicone. It was just like the on the on the crack, and then I put tape over the outside of the tire. Yeah, two never, seasons. Yeah, never came off. Right. Yeah, man, it was that good to go, awesome, bro. Man. That stuff's amazing. <laughs> so what's what 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 <laughs> can what can't Gorilla Glue do, Steve? Yeah, well, it can do all sorts of things. And if you wanted to glue your hair to your head, you could do that. Yes. It turns out. So, I mean, at least that's my experience with, with Gorilla Glue. She's even on Wikipedia. It made Wikipedia already. Yeah, no, it's a big, it's a big story. I, I mean, in, I just in, heard about it. I didn't realize it. So there's a lot to unpack here. First of all, oh god, first, <laughs> what an idiot! Oh, wow, I got a this is, oh my god. <laughs> now I have yeah. used this spray adhesive that we we're talking about, and whatever you get it close to, you're, it's sticking. You, had you not heard this story, Jay? Not until yesterday. I didn't realize the whole particular stuff. Of this. It's becoming a news source now that you can actually hear. Yeah. Oh, the uh, news. I'm a little late to the party, but this is hysterical. <laughs> now, just so we know, I, I do love uh, Gorilla Glue, but I also want to say that it is a Cincinnati-based company. So this is an Ohio company well, that's what that makes look- this fine, <laughs> sticky stuff. I was trying to look that up, and I can't get past this. <laughs> so tell us the story there, Jay, in case the listeners just, don't know. This is the Wikipedia. Hey. Just the lawsuit, just in, in January 2021, 40-year-old Tessica Brown of Louisiana <laughs> attempted to use an aerosol can of the up. glue as a substitute for her normal hairspray. Why? <laughs> Following several weeks of being unable to remove the glue, 
Brown solicited advice on removal from social media users. Yeah. That can't go wrong. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Eventually, she sought assistance at the hospital where medical staff recommended an application of acetone, which failed to dissolve the glue and caused Brown further physical pain. Oh, my God. <laughs> this is unbelievable. Yeah, that stuff doesn't come off. Hey, Tesca, it doesn't come off. So uh, it, it her raises... best bet would have been WD-40. That's what I would have recommended. Yeah, WD-40 does a lot of stuff. It does a lot. I, I'm not so sure. And I'm not so sure. Well, I mean, the one remedy that I came up with was really easy. Just cut your hair off. If you can even get the scissors no, underneath it. stuck to the head. Oh, now. my God. Nah, that's probably come undone by now, don't you? Th well, I don't know. I'm going to have don't... to tell you, Gorilla Glue is some of the finest product that you can buy in the market Man. right now. I, I don't think she read the uh, warnings. You mean the one that says, do not have contact with skin, Ooh. eyes, right. breathe, but there's a testimonial on the canvas, but it saves your marriage. Uh, yeah, right, right. <laughs> hey, if you want to get a couple to really stick together. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So she's got oh, some yeah. issues here, and she it turns oh, out okay. she's, she's going to sue Gorilla Glue. Wow. Now, incidentally, Ohio makes it big again. I just learned, Jared, you said this morning that Gorilla Glue is an Ohio company. Yeah, Sharonville, Ohio, right, right here. Fact yeah. checker on it. Yeah. The ex-checker strikes again. Nice. Um, so yeah, it's uh, Sharonville, Ohio. Where is that? That's just outside of Cincy. Yeah, it's uh, north north east side of Cincy. All right, right off seventy one, right there. Perfect. Yep. So it turns out that Gorilla Glue from Ohio is going to have to deal with this lawsuit now, or at least a demand letter, which which raises all sorts of questions. You know, is this the McDonald's case with the hot coffee? Is this? Uh, can she even sue? What if I? You know, the what if? What if? What if? What about? questions are just going to be rampant on this. And, you know, like I said, we've gotten several emails already on this. Like, can this really happen? Well, I mean, the answer to that is yes, it is happening. Somebody sprayed their hair with Gorilla Glue. That happened. Here's her contention, Steve. It says right here, uh, Brown later announced the intent to sue the company, claiming that this warning made no mention of hair and that the given warnings could not reasonably be assumed to cover use with hair. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. Skin. And there's a reason. So here's how this works. There is, this is called products liability. It's actually, is, is, you know, it, there's a lot, like I said, there's a lot to unpack here. So this, there's this area of products liability. And obviously, if anybody wants some help with products liability, if you've been hurt, harmed, damaged in any way, and you need some advice, please call David Goldstein or me, 614-224-6142. We're happy to help. But anyway, if you have some uh, product liability issues and you have been hurt, by a product, there generally are a couple categories you can look at to sue somebody. So let's say, for instance, it is just defective. So anybody out there who had a knee replacement in you know last five, or it was about ten years ago that maybe maybe less. There was a bunch of knee knee fake knees that went out that were defective. They only lasted about a year, and you had to have them yanked out of your knee and go through the whole rigmarole of doing it again, and that really sucked because the product <laughs> itself was just bad. It, it was defective. It didn't work, and you know, you can't warn about it. That has nothing to do with anything other than it just it just didn't work. Uh, you might also think about when Pinto got sued or when uh, there was a, a stuck accelerator issue with, who was that, Hyundai or uh, I don't remember who that was, but one of the car yeah. manufacturers had a stuck accelerator. And there was this one time when uh, maybe that was the one where you thought you were in park and your car would lurch forward or something right. happened. But uh, those are just defective. You can sue for that. Well, this one, it, it, it reminds me of the McDonald's thing. 
I'll explain why it's not in a second. Okay. Oh, okay. Really? Yeah. It just reminds me of that just as mm-hmm. like a retail, I yeah. don't know. So it is, uh, it's a, it's a, it's in the same category as the next area to sue, which is a failure to warn of danger. I have the warning label right here. All right. Well, let's read the warning <clears throat> label. And we'll, we'll danger is the first warning. You in danger, and, Even before that, there is a flammable, there's an exclamation point, there's uh, something else here. May displace oxygen and cause rapid suffocation. Extremely flammable aerosol. Contains gas under pressure, may explode if heated. Causes skin irritation. Causes serious eye irritation. May cause drowsiness or dizziness. Keep away from extremely high or low temperatures, ignition sources, and impactable materials, no smoking. Do not spray on or near open flame or other ignition source. Pressurized container, do not pierce or burn even after use. Avoid breathing vapor, mist, or spray. Wash hands, forearms, and other exposed areas thoroughly after handling. Use only outdoors in a well-ventilated area. Avoid release to the environment. I don't even... Then don't use it right there. That's the one warning. Uh, Wear protective gloves, protective clothing, and eye protection. Oh, there's even more here. If skin washed with plenty of water, if inhaled, remove person for fresh air. Keep it in a rest position, comfortable for breathing. If in eyes, uh, rinse cautiously with water for several minutes. Remove contact lenses. Call poison center. Um, if skin irritation occurs, get medical advice. If eye irritations, get medical advice. Uh, take off contaminated clothing, wash before reuse, collect spillage, store well in a ventilated area, keep under tight clothes, store, store it locked up, protect from sunlight, uh, do not expose to temperatures exceeding 50 degrees. Let's see here. Yeah, man, it, uh. That was a lot. That's a lot. And then, no, that's on the that's on the can. Other hazards may aggravate pre-existing eye, skin, or respiratory conditions. It may spot weld your eyes shut. (laughs) I've used it. I wonder. I mean, like, had they not used it before, was like, well, hey, I've got this. I mean, it's glue. I mean, it does say glue. Has she ever used Elmer's? I mean, because when that stuff thickens up, you can kind of peel it off. Not this stuff. No. Ooh. This is Gorilla Glue. Yeah. This is some of the world's strongest stuff. They use that space-age polymers in that's there, bro. Right, that's right. <laughs> well, you know what I didn't hear in there? What? I Do not use his hairspray. But you did hear don't use in an un, like a small, unventilated, which a bathroom. Right. All right. Well, what if she was doing it outside? You know, the, it you does know? say... I shouldn't do it in my bathroom. It's unventilated, and particularly if she's not following code, because then she wouldn't have a ventilation fan in her bathroom, which right. is now required by most, I think, all building codes. And incidentally, we learned from Muth Roofing the other day, and I, mean, I know this anyway. Don't you think the first thing should be said, don't use on skin? Yeah. Well, this is hair. Or hair. Hair. But hair is connected to skin. It's kind of a skin. weird warning. It's not. All right, so here's. But, come on, intuitively, yeah, I'm not going to. The second, the second category of product liability cases are these are duties to warn. You, you, you had a duty to warn. You didn't do it. You didn't warn somebody of a dangerous use of the product. Of the product. And, you know, her claim is that they didn't warn me about the hairspray 
I, I shouldn't use his hairspray. It said, don't put my skin on it or don't put it on skin, but not hairspray. Well, here's the deal. She's not going to win. She's not going to win. And, you know, you, why we ask, where do you draw the line? Well, you don't have to warn of, of dangers about uses that aren't reasonably foreseen. In other words, it, the use of the product for its intended purpose. So they did warn of all sorts of things on that label, probably more than maybe they even had to. Um, and all that relates to the direct use of the product. There is no way that somebody, I don't think any reasonable way that some manufacturer is going to think, well, I better tell people not to use it as hairspray. That's like saying, <clears throat> I'm going to have to warn people at the gas pump not to drink it. Don't drink the gas. Well, it didn't say. It just said flammable. It didn't say I can't drink it. Well, the intended purpose of gasoline is to cause combustion, to make your car go, to light things on fire. So it does say like danger, flammable. Uh, be careful, don't smoke, jackass, those kind of things. But, you know, it doesn't say don't drink because it's that's not a foreseeable use of the product. In other words, you don't have to warn somebody of everything. And think if you did. Like the, the implication of that is chilling, right? You would have to say, all right, so we have glue that sprays out. I better warn people not to use it to uh, keep my baby to sleep by gluing his eyes shut. Oh, dear. In 1960, that can would say Gorilla Glue strong bonds. Period. Bonds period. everything. Right. That would that, that would be that would that would be it. Right. But there. then everybody would know. Yeah, don't use that on your skin. Yeah. At least back so then. So have we did. gotten dumber? Uh, according to the <laughs> statistics, since 1989, uh, IQs for the first time have gone down. Since 89, they've gone down. Yes, it's the first time in uh, at least our history. And what's the, what are they attributing that to? What are the what are the psychologists saying? I don't I don't know. I I think it's um, well. There's a number of environmental factors that go along with that. Um, but that's also coincidentally only three years after the vaccine companies got in. Oh, uh -oh, here we go. No, no. I've just thought of it. That's three years after the vaccine companies. They have indemnity. Indemnity. They have immunity. Immunity. Yeah, they have immunity. You have to now sue they have them like even the more. National they Court in, of Vaccines. They upped it in 2005, and last year they even gave them more immunity. Yeah. Just saying. You look it up. No. We, I, we got six vaccines with about nine doses. Now they're getting, I think, 12 vaccines with 60 doses. Well, and— 60. And here's, you know, I say this about all sorts of things. It's so, like everybody, I'll leave it alone. Everybody wants to attribute an outcome to a single cause, especially when it makes sense for them politically or power-wise. But there's often more things at play. And I think there's a Correct. lot at play here. Is it, no, I, think, is it I think there's a lot in the environment. Uh, a lot of these man-made chemicals are very, very difficult, coming from a guy who cleans them up in the environment. And uh, they're nasty. Those, you know, the, the TCEs and the PCEs, the, the real recalcitrant chemicals that you can't get out of the soil and groundwater. Yeah. So. And— I think it, I wonder if some of the, you know, you got to start thinking psychologically too. So how did I learn as a kid not to spray my head with Gorilla Glue? Like what, at what point did I figure that out? A lot of people figured it out now. Yeah. And Boy, I didn't howdy. need to be told that. <laughs> you know, it's like, or maybe I was told that. Like when you're a kid and you're walking around with a paper clip and you're about to stick it in the outlet or the receptacle. It's like you're going to get whacked on the hand for that. Yeah, I now, did. Now, extrapolate that out a little bit. Mm -hmm. like if, you're, if you're protected from ever even coming close to a receptacle and you never even think you're going to stick something in it, then you never learn not to stick anything in it. Or it's like 
you know, the old thing where my buddy say his grandmother you say, turn a stove on, say, here, touch that. And then say, don't ever do that. Right. <laughs> say, yeah. say, now you know, dummy, it'll burn well, you. Don't ever do it again. Yeah, they're teaching you. Um, so you, you sort of learn by doing things incrementally. And if you're deprived of that, what is the, what's the IQ consequence? I wonder. We need to, we need to do well, there's some a, there's, You're right. There's a whole lot of factors. I mean, the way I grew up is not the way a whole lot of people grow up today. No, they're, they're shot. They, everybody I gets mean, a trophy. Well, yeah, and like just the nuclear family. You don't have to fall we down. You don't need to get a trophy. Two you adults know. wandering around watching you and watching you getting ready to stick that paper Yeah, they clip smack in you there. with it. Right. Instead, they just pen you up. It's like when I put my dog in a kennel, he won't, uh, I know he won't chew anything. Right. Well, yeah. He's protected. Yeah, exactly. I, I've said this for years. You could get rid of crime. Easy. It's simple. Lock everybody down. Lock them all down. It's like, well, right. yeah, I mean, so crime is dropping, right? Or I, I would well, guess it is. is. It? What yeah. kind of crime? What about domestic well, violence? It's it, well, they say there's there's greater instance of domestic violence, but this is a statistical problem. I don't. Here's what I need to know, and I don't know for sure. There was a long time in the last year when law enforcement was told do not go enforce and and deal with at least around here in Columbus nonviolent offenses, um, traffic violations, thefts, shoplifting, all that other crap. In fact, now in Columbus. Like there's there's an order out of the city attorney. You don't even summons people for low level misdemeanors. But so if you think about that, what are police going to do? They're just going to enforce domestic violence. So statistics on crime are tied to things like enforcement. So there was a time back in the '90s, Jared. You remember the old uh, Bethel Road? What what bars you have there? Shooters, uh, Dockside Dolls was there. I don't know. That was no, it was in Dockside. Well, yeah, that that's down. That's down Bethel. It was on Bethel. There was like two or three bars, right? Like mm-hmm. big ones. Spinners yeah. maybe was there. And it was like drunk driving Mecca, Bethel Road. And they, were, they would start doing uh, task forces and, and bring in cops from other jurisdictions. And they would have like uh, task force weekends. Or a lot of times we have like uh, no refusal weekends on drinking and driving. We were doing that where no matter what, they had warrants ready to go to get your blood or get your uh, urine uh, if you were arrested. So guess what happened? Convictions went up. But... Right, it was incentivized. Yeah, so just because they counted as a conviction, do you think that there were fewer of them the day before the task force? No. There's plenty of people committing the same crimes. They just weren't getting caught. So domestic violence, you have to factor in enforcement efforts and uh, and who's getting targeted. So I know this. Right, like, right. you know, back in 08 or before 08, 09, 10-ish, I started to see, like, a lot of regulatory gun crime in federal courts. And I was like, why in the hell is this all? And then I realized that the ATF had 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 marching orders, and federal in federal court they were prosecuting and taking all crimes that had anything to do with a gun, as long as ATF was somewhere in the task force that 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 was involved. So you would get like a pound of weed, and all of a sudden it's in federal court. I'm like, why are we in federal court? Well, ATF was involved, and there was a gun. All right, awesome. Um, so then federal gun crime statistics would have looked like. Man, we're really cracking down on gun offenses in federal court. But you know, last month before that would have been a state court. Well, and case. also it also looks like wow, gun crime's going through the roof. Yeah, it's crazy. People are nuts. Yeah, you can make it look like whatever you want. Right. And I'm not saying that the amount of crime doesn't change ever. It does. So you know, you may have like more opiate crime right now because there's more opiate use. But if you stop prosecuting opiate crimes and make them instead be uh, like uh, forgiven or treatment or whatever, well, guess what's going to happen? Opiate crimes are going to plummet. 
And whoever's in charge gets to say, look, look what happened under my watch. Opiate crimes went down to nothing. It's like, all right, well, you're just not prosecuting people. But crime still, anyway. Well, I think it happens a lot in a lot of regulated industries. So you go into broadcasting. The FCC will limit X bandwidth to go crack down on specific things, a radio station, mm-hmm. TV station. One got caught doing it. Let's say overnight they got pushed into commercial television. They were able to win license for 10,000 watts of their channel 211. No. And they would go hit stations left all over the place. But this but one goes to 11. Yeah, but if this one's doing it, then okay, we got to check all of them. And all of a sudden, those infractions go up. Yeah. Because they're specifically looking for it. Now, what's interesting is, generally speaking, I'm, I'm drawing another broad conclusion. I think I'm right. Everything we've talked about here, we talked about guns. We talked about, well, domestic violence we didn't. Um, and drunk driving it wasn't. But at least with guns and, and FCC, it was all these uh, administrative bureaucrats. And right. this is like the pseudo police. Anybody, uh, you guys aren't hunters, but I am. It's like everybody knows that the ODNR people, don't piss them off. Don't do anything wrong because they are like, I mean, they are vicious. Vicious. I'm sorry, you trespassed over there. You didn't get permission to go chase your deer on this guy. I had somebody the other, and the guy does everything right. Asked permission the day before, but didn't ask permission this time, and they were on him. I had another time. I had another. I've had lots of with ODNR, and you know that it's their purpose in life, and that's all their. Pur- they don't have a perspective on other areas of prosecution that maybe matter more. Bureau of Motor Vehicles cops. They have cops, believe it or not, or their law enforcement team. And I had somebody one time making fake IDs, and they it's been a while, but in Muni Court, these two guys would come down, or maybe it was a guy and a gal, I can't remember. But every time you walk back in the back and you'd see them sitting in the little conference room or what was the jury room at the time being used as a conference room, you just think, ah, oh, crap. The B&B people showed up. We're not getting anything resolved now because they want convictions to everything, and then they want to add more to it. So uh, I don't know. We were talking about how, how people got so stupid or what it was. Not How did you learn not to use hairspray? I don't know. I don't know. Glue is hairspray. Glue is hairspray. So it's like a well, mild glue. Just to uh, bring it back to what we were talking about, the, a duty to warn. Yeah. So the concept that arises in the law of torts mm-hmm. in a number of circumstances in, indicating that a party will be held liable for injuries caused by another where the party had the opportunity to warn the other of a hazard and failed to do so. Yeah, that's that's that's, that's overly broad. Um, okay. In Ohio, it's actually represented in the Ohio Revised Code, Section 2307 dot seven seven ohio does not have common law products liability it's actually statutory meaning it's written down as a law and it generally here's how it goes you don't have a duty to warn about everything you can't predict all the possible problems that might happen <clears throat> and if you did if you if you carry this to the extreme if you say this gorilla glue company this fine ohio company down in cincinnati who makes some of the best adhesive products we at 511 have ever encountered <laughs> from tape to wood glue, to polyurethane glue, to caulk, spray adhesive, to make our baffles here, our sound baffles. Man, what a great product. And how dare she sue our company. Anyway, they, um, they, they, you, would, you would create a market force that would essentially chill productivity, creativity, and people from creating and disseminating new products. Because how could you? If you think well, crap, I'm going to make this adhesive and I have to warn everybody of everything. First of all, you know, the other good, the other good thing about Gorilla Glue, it doesn't take a lot to make it stick. So the can's not that big. You're not of room on that can. So you'd have to have, what do they call the things that you scan? Oh. Q codes. Yeah. Not, 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 not QAnon. But you can go to the extreme there too, that 
what you're talking about, pharmaceutical companies, that's the disclaimer that they have to run. You watch those three minute Correct. commercials, a minute of it is what are the side effects? All right. Get that. So then it leads to what we talked about a little bit earlier, the immunity of pharmaceutical. Yeah, well, those are on. That's a that's a whole different ball of wax. Well, sort of and sort of not. So they're they are warning about side effects that will that people may encounter that they know about in the normal use of the product. Now they wouldn't have to say, "Be careful taking this pill with water because you might choke." Right. You know that'd be foolish. Well, just let um, me tell you what. Anytime they say side effects include anal seepage. I'm out. I don't care what I have. Olean, I ain't taking it. Remember Olean? They, that was that was one of the problems. <laughs> yeah, oh God! Oh wow! Yeah, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> so you have to warn about things about the use of the product, and that's what Gorilla Glue did. You know, it makes sense. And not all stuff is like this, but it would say avoid contact with the skin because it can cause burning or whatever. All right, well that's you know you could get that on your hands if you're using the product. Nobody would think to say, boy, I bet you there's somebody out there who's going to run out of hairspray today, and the only thing she's going to have Good. in the whole house or Gravy. apartment. or And, Frank, where did she find it? It's like, can you imagine, like, sitting in the bathroom? It's like, oh, damn, I'm out of hairspray. I mean, my, Well, let's see if hubby has any in his garage. My, yeah. <laughs> my, my first thought was, do, would be, do I have time to send my hubby out or my boyfriend out or my friend? Or maybe I got time just to throw a robe on and run through a get CBS. Some, go get some Aquanet. <laughs> get some Aquanet. And uh, then I can then I can just my, – my, the last thought in my mind would be check the garage for Gorilla Glue. And so how are you making this difference in the hot coffee from McDonald's? Right. Well, well, real quick here, if I could, on, on this type of um, – <clears throat> on the, the failure or duty to warn – and I want Steve's opinion on this, or uh, actually clarification. A lawsuit by a party injured by a product where the manufacturer failed to properly warn is usually brought as a negligence action, but it also could be filed as a strict liability claim. Yeah, all right. So there's a couple different things going on. Negligence is general negligence. If I make a mistake, and I, and I mean mistake, I don't do it on purpose. So if I do something like I run a red light by accident, I, I cause you damage or a car crash or something, and you're hurt. Well, that's a mistake. Nobody's saying I did it on purpose. One level above mistake is reckless. Another right. another level above that, skipping knowingly, is purpose. So if I did it on purpose, like if I rammed your car on purpose, that's well. And product liability. What does that mean? How is that? Product is it liability different? is its own area. So you have negligence, and what they're saying is maybe you warn somebody in a negligent way. So you, you maybe your warning on the label was not really clear or it was unclear. You did it, you did it negligently. You made a mistake in warning somebody. That's different than saying you didn't warn me at all. Product okay. liability law is codified. Negligence is more common law. Negligence is like, all right, so we just figured this out over the course of several hundred years of uh, if you uh, making a mistake and what becomes a negligent action. So if you... Uh, or drop something on me by mistake, you know, I can sue you for the damages because you're negligent. Um, and, and in product liability, the product itself is what we're talking about. You disseminated either an, a defective product um, or your product, you didn't warn adequately about the bad things that can happen as a result of the normal use of, of your product. The normal use of the product. Or sort of the okay. foreseeable use. Okay. So, and, and some of that is even stupid, but, you know, that's just what it is. Um, now, as far as the drug manufacturers, they're you, you know they're warning you about their 
side effects. And think if they didn't. Think if they didn't publish their side effects. You could, you know, or if they say, don't take this if you're pregnant. And they know that if you're pregnant, it, it'll kill your baby. It's like they, those are, that's the things you should warn about. That makes sense. Right. Um, otherwise, you get sued by some crafty lawyer who's going to make a lot of money. Uh, and then the idea is if you get stung like that, the next time, you ain't going to do that. Same thing with the Pinto. You know, they, they went through this law and economics analysis where they were saying, well, it's just cheaper not to fix it. You may have to pay out a few million in, in wrongful death cases, but nah, whatever. But uh, if you do that, now you're into bad faith. Now you're into some other things are going to get uh, punitive damages. It can get really ugly. Negligence actions, you don't get punitive damages. You can't just punish somebody uh, for being negligent. Um, now, the McDonald's coffee. Here's the deal with that. Um, first of all, it, they were giving her coffee, uh, and they knew how hot it was. They knew other people had been other people had been burned in badly by their f- piping hot coffee. Probably over decades, but that's one reason why my mother used to get the coffee because it was piping hot, and that's the only right. way she drank coffee. And she was actually really, really hurt. I mean, she like the coffee spilled on her because the lid came off, and she was hurt badly enough. That I think it required some some pretty significant medical expenses to to get her treatment and care, uh, and that that that's closer to one of those where they knew it, they knew it was hot, they didn't warn people how hot it was, and I guess it was hotter than what is normal in the industry. Um, and man, that, that would almost have yeah, to be I think it was like a, it was, no, it was hundred and eighty, I do believe, or something. Yeah, it, was, it was like it was it was up there. I've always found that McDonald's coffee was too hot. For yeah, me. you know, way too hot for me. Yeah, yeah. way too hot. Yeah, and I I don't like coffee. It's, it's on you can't it burns yeah. you. Yes, you're like man, I can't wait to get my coffee, and it's in the little thing, and you sip it, and you're like, damn it, I can't. Oh, that's that. hot. Yeah, it it sucks. Yeah. But uh, so that was a product that was getting used for its intended purpose. You know, it's like right you're, you're and, and over, and actually, it had an industry wide reputation of serving the hottest coffee on the planet. And and I guess somewhere there's I mean, too hot, and they had injuries. Yeah, yeah. and then then they started. A lot of times you get this economic analysis, like what would it have cost for them to just warn somebody or not make the coffee so hot? I mean, and you, you can dig into some of those things. And uh, it's been a while since I did a dive into the McDonald's case, but it's it, everybody made a joke out of it. But there was a lot more to it. Well, um, and it just I so Liebeck versus McDonald's. Mm-hmm. So that was what ninety four. It looks like going back. Uh, New Mexico awarded 2.86 million yeah. to the plaintiff. 79-year-old woman suffered third-degree burns. All right, so that had to be literally about 210 degrees. That is just below boiling. Well, see what the facts are. Um, oh God, in her pelvic region when she accidentally <sighs> spilled the hot coffee in her lap. Blah blah blah. Uh, ultimately, Liveck was only awarded 640,000. Liveck was hospitalized for eight days and underwent skin grafting. Followed by two years of medical treatment. Jeez, that poor lady. Livex attorney argued that at 180 to 190, McDonald's coffee was defective, claiming it was too hot and more likely to cause injury than uh, any other establishment. McDonald's had refused several prior opportunities to settle uh, for less than what the jury ultimately awarded. Yeah. All right, damages covers all that. Uh, 2.7 million in punitive. All right, the case was said by some to be an example of frivolous litigation. Uh, ABC News called it the poster child of excessive lawsuits. Uh, I'm going to go after this in a second. Well, right. Um, Okay, June 2011, HBO premiered Hot Coffee, a documentary that discussed in depth the Liebeck case has centered uh, in debates on tort reform. 
I hate tort reform. Well, go ahead, and I'll see. Let me see if I can get anything I do, else I do here. believe that they had done their own investigation where they were just going out and buying coffee and then testing the temperature. Correct. And and then that's where they were getting their, like, the lowest number they were getting was 180 to 190. And you got to remember, I mean, 160 degrees, and you're good to eat chicken. Yes, correct. Okay, you know what I mean? Yeah, you're so, killing. You're yeah, killing. You know what I mean? So 160 degrees, you can eat that pork, you can eat that chicken, you're good to go. Can you tell everybody wow. that that ever makes me pork or chicken? Because when you go to, man, I show up at a place and they kill the pork. Yeah, they kill it. Oh, they kill it. Like on tenderloins, I, I especially I, I, now I go, I go you, 140. It, it can be yeah, a little pink. It, it can yeah, be. Yeah. yeah, it can be. Yeah, you're fine. Don't go tell my mom and dad that. But then again, no, well, it's always it's it's because always it, was, it was about trichinosis yeah, in yes. the past. When's yeah. the last case of trichinosis right. from pork? It's that is long gone. Yes. So. Yeah. Pork is pretty safe. It's like I make a pork tenderloin, and it's like yeah. I, I couldn't understand why I didn't want a pork tenderloin. And then I realized everybody just overcooks it. Yep. It's awesome when it's, when oh, it's cooked correctly. It's it's a nice. Yeah, you don't even have to go to the 160, but at 160, you're safer than safe. You're overcooked as far as you're, I'm you're, concerned. You're, you're good, good to go. Buck well, 40. Here's, here are the particulars <clears throat> if you want to know about it. Liebeck was in the passenger seat of a 1989 Ford Probe, which did not have cup holders. Her grandson parked the car so Liebeck could add cream and sugar. Liebeck placed coffee between her knees and pulled the lid so she could remove it and put in her cream and sugar in the process. She spilled the coffee. Liebeck was wearing cotton sweatpants, absorbed the coffee, and held it against her skin, scalding her thighs, buttocks, and groin. Uh, this is pretty significant. She had three de- third-degree burns over 6% of her skin and uh, lesser burns, like I assume second degree, over 16% of her skin. Mm-hmm. That's bad. That is re- that is really bad. So is that a foreseeable and, use and of the product? Is, of course it is. I don't know if 180 degree coffee can do that. That's like a 200, or that's degree. like boiling. boiling. That's literally, that's and that's 212. boiling water. That's because, I mean, that's how I make coffee now. Is I have a little teapot and I do a little French press action. And when it's whistling, when you, <laughs> when, you, when you pour it, and it's still boiling. I mean, it spurts out all over the place, and it is hot because I've actually, because we had a um, one of the Krupp things or whatever. So my daughter, um, she kept doing coffee, and I'm like, so I measured the tap, the the um, the pod thing, and the and of course our teapot. So it was 158 degrees coming out of the freaking faucet, which is my wife loves a hot shower. And in the uh, the the cup thing, that was 172.6, which is pretty good. The K cup. The K cup. That was pretty good. Um, but then you know you do you do it with the just a normal teapot. It was at 210. Yeah, 210. Yeah, I bet and you it, it's closer. Well, let me tell you what, man. It is freaking so. I mean, third degree burns. That is hot. That's a well, hot and liquid. Then imagine all the con- all the other things. So it's like it's trapped. Jeez. It's on the seat. It's in her clothing. I mean, it's like it doesn't wick anything I, away. Cotton just sticks that, to you. You would think that that would dissipate fairly quickly. My God, that is that's burning hot lava. I mean, that's. I mean, me personally, that I, is pretty I, I use little I use little K cups. I will start my coffee before I get in my shower. You know, right? So that way it sets. All right, so the way I do my coffee now is I just do it in a little French press, this little stainless steel cylinder, and you got to let it sit in there and just let the coffee go. You know, you mix it all up, just let it go, and it cools down yes. to a, almost a perfect temperature. But it is far hotter than my crups or anything else. 
that we got going. But because I don't like it boiling freaking hot. I mean, that is, um, you know, this man, can you get 6% third degree burns over your body and require skin grafting from a, from, I mean, uh, how much coffee can spill out? You can't take, you you can't change the facts. No, no, no. What I'm saying is, did she have a pre-existing condition? But it would have come out. If, if she I did, mean, it would have come out. And even if she did have a pre-existing condition, so this is what they call law, the really, eggshell skull But then again, rule. you got to remember, it, it was exposed to parts of the body that's not exposed the that thighs. often. You know what exactly, I mean? Yeah. I mean, like, like well, she, d- dump my hot cup of coffee on my arm time. and dump it in my crotch, yeah. and I'm going to have a couple different reactions. Well, then, yeah, you know what I'm saying? You're going to have a couple and McDonald's, McDonald's And you've had other people get... So first of all, did they did they know or should they have foreseen that this is a problem? And the answer is yes. They, they should have known and foreseen it because I think in the case it had come out that this had been a, a problem complained of by others. I was going to say, can I can I just yeah. go right through that? Then then it'll, it does the aftermath, uh-huh. uh, which I think that's— and Then we're going to get into Tory form and why it sucks. Yeah, yeah. So this is actually pretty fascinating. I, I didn't know much about this. So um, there were similar lawsuits like in 98— uh, let's see. But hers was 94? 94. This was 94. Okay. So the against the, the coffee maker Bun-O-Matic. So finding oh, that 100. Yeah, I know. So finding that 179 degrees Fahrenheit, 82 degrees Celsius, hot coffee was unreasonably dangerous. In Bogle versus McDonald's in 202, similar lawsuit in England failed when the court rejected the claim. Uh, since Leibach, major vendors of coffee, including Chick-fil-A, Starbucks, Dunkin', Wendy's, Burger King, hospitals, and McDonald's, have been defendants in similar lawsuits. Interesting. So coffee temperature. In 94, a spokesman for the National Coffee Association, never knew that was the thing, said that the temperature of McDonald's coffee conformed to industry standards. LA Times found that coffee is typically served between 157 and 182 where uh, McDonald's current policy is 176 to 194. Woo, that's smoking hot. Um, so it's like when you say 82 to 94 at the top end, it, do, it doesn't sound much when you say it, but think like the difference that makes even just going outside. So if it's like 12 degree certainly. difference, it's a huge difference. And if you get to like, if you if you have water that's not boiling because it's only 200, it's going to start boiling in 12 more degrees. I mean, that's a that's a jump. Yeah, I mean, then, if yeah. I get my coffee at Speedway, I'll get the cup, I'll throw a couple of cubes of ice in it, yeah. and, then, yeah, oh, and then I'll put it on there. Yeah, Speedway can be pretty hot. Well, that's yeah, a bun-o-matic right there. Yeah. Yes, it is. I mean, bun, that's that's a huge, huge in the, in the restaurant industry. Yeah. Bun oh, is, is... Well, even on the... On bun the and label. Wells, I think, are the competitors. Yeah. Well, even on labels on, on ground coffee, they're going to say, get your water temperature up to at least 195. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, to, to get the best out of the coffee grounds, right. whether it's fresh ground or... Right. You know, pre-ground, that's what they're suggesting anyway. So you're getting, yeah. you know, one of them. Well, let me tell you, so 210 it, does a trick. Yeah. But Woo! if you store yeah. it, but if you store it and serve it that hot, that's a different story than making right. it. So right. you're going to, you don't have to have it, you don't have to drink it when it's that hot. You just need it that hot to make right. it. Right. To make it. To make it primo. Right. right. Okay. So, so, and then the aftermath, aftermath is just this case is considered by some to be an example of frivolous litigation. There's nothing and, frivolous about boom, it. That's it. Boom, because, he, look, here's the, here's the deal. I believe in market economics. I believe in market forces. And I think we as humans are really good at telling each other and showing each other what works for us, what doesn't work for us, what's dangerous and what's not. And if you would just say um, no more lawsuits. It's so for, And this was all, remember, uh, 
it's those darn trial lawyers. It was Bush one, I think, was, right. was uh, you know, those trial lawyers and those lawsuits. And uh, the problem with it is, it it first of all, that was a lobby by insurance companies and others who were trying, and industry folks, corporate folks, who were trying to avoid responsibility and, and payouts. And the second problem is, as a corollary to that, Things there was no incentive for them to change bad policy and practice and fix bad products. So if you have a a situation where countless people are getting burned by coffee and McDonald's refuses to do it dozens and dozens and dozens of time times they don't they say you know what this is how we make our coffee we're not going to do it and you may say why well maybe it's because they have to change their equipment and their equipment is set at a certain way and it's going to cost a certain amount of dollars and that's that or maybe they just say this is stupid. People like hot coffee. Ours is the best. Um, but if it's out there causing damages and there's no consequence to that, they will never change it, ever. Now, if they get sued one time and they realize, oh, we should have changed it, there's a price where it makes sense to change it. And if you put a cap on the amount of responsibility they can have for knowingly doing something that is hurting people, then that cap is necessarily going to be an artificial uh, restriction on safe products. So that's not, I didn't say it the best, but what you're going to do is disencourage people from fixing things that could be fixed. And that goes right back to the Gorilla Glue. They're it goes not right back knowingly there. making that product for Correct. hairspray. Now, if Gorilla Glue knew that their product uh, was melting through the stuff it was intended to use, and they was like, you know what, it's going to cost us too much money to recall all this stuff. We're not going to fix it. Uh, and not only that, we're not going to warn any about it. Well, now now they should have, right? That's a whole different game, um, and that's the incentive. And this is the problem with Tory form. It was pitched as a way to, as all these frivolous lawsuits are costing billions of dollars and insurance rates are going up across the globe, that was all nonsense. It was all BS. Uh, there was nothing that supported that uh, legitimately. And instead what they did is they put a cap on things like medical malpractice. So, you know, you, you've got certain caps on things. Like if you lose a – here's a good one. If you lose a limb, they there's no cap, I guess, in Ohio law on tort reform. But what if you have like a a severe brain injury as a result of somebody's negligence and part of your brain is dead? Should that be classified as a limb that has a that has no cap? Well, so far it's not. So sorry, you know, I know you can't you're you're a, a, a vegetable, but you know, you're not going to be able to recover because uh, there's a limit. You're not going to recover beyond that limit because of tort reform. The problem with it, any artificial restraint imposed by government almost always has adverse impact and unintended consequences that do more to damage the problem or create additional problems than they do to fix the one they're trying to fix. And most of the time, it's political anyway. Can I ask a question? Yeah. The reverse of that. And I don't mean to get on a hot-button topic, but the reverse of that, when they give you unlimited... um, Carte blanche with zero liability. Unlimited carte, what do you mean zero liability? Like vaccines. Well, no, that's not the reverse of it. That's the extreme of that. So, uh, a, No, I mean, one if, you're, one, if, one if you have an adverse reaction to whatever it is that's in that shot, and A, you can't give me the list of ingredients, number one, before you put it in me. Here's how this goes. The, so the logical extreme of tort reform is no liability. Okay. So tort reform is limits on liability, and you can take those limits all the way down to no liability. You know, that's it. 
Um, and if you have no liability for anything you're doing, you don't have an incentive to do it better. You know, generally Correct. speaking. Right. And if you don't have an incentive to do it better, you can just do it the cheapest way you can, get it to market as fast as you can, and go ahead and do it. Now, with vaccines, there's been this political debate, a public policy type debate that says, well, we should encourage companies to create vaccines. And we're going to do that by statutorily giving them immunity from lawsuits in the ordinary forums that you would sue people. So I can't just go to common police court over here or in federal court, file a lawsuit against vaccine company uh, for a bad vaccine that, that killed my baby. I have to go to like the vac- special carved out statutory vaccine court. And there's limits on liability. It's a pain and in the ass. And actually, you're actually suing the Department of Justice. You're, you're suing not suing the, court, the vaccine yes. company. The government has taken over the yep. vaccine business in yep. that in that regard. And it's awful. It's terrible policy. It is. It is. Look, it comes back to what I say every day, all day long. Government sucks at everything. So the only way you can fix that is to have it do less. You know, if it sucks at everything, then the less it does, it sucks less. Real simple. You're never going to, like, instill a good government to do things like monitor vaccine companies because it's not the government's job to monitor vaccine companies. It's absurd. It's utterly absurd. And then if you water that down even more by thinking, all right, who's the government going to employ to monitor vaccine companies? Is it going to be the top-notch vaccine physician and scientist of all time? No, because that person is going out into the private sector to do what they do. It's going to be somebody who's not the – it might not even be a doctor, for God's sakes. So it it just – it's absurd. I hate it. Um, Look it up. There's good videos and good lectures and lots of material on this. And Um, it's relevant today. It's kind of scary. It's very relevant to – Right now, today, considering what they have going on, and they rushed it so much. What's typically, going on? typically these vaccines take ten to fifteen years in process. This took a year. Now the problem is just the, asking. The ten to fifteen years might be too much. So here, here's this thing: is like, the, well, what, what's too much? How do you know what latent effects there are? How, everybody's body's different chemistry-wise. Well, so in, how do you know? And every condition is different chemistry-wise. Right, everything. You can't just mandate a certain standard. One way or another, maybe I don't there's think. a reason why they got indemnity because they couldn't make any money. What? Well, I didn't just say that. Well, hold on a second. What if <laughs> you just pulled the government out of the vaccine business? What if? Is, does somebody really think it's true that people just wouldn't make vaccines, particularly a COVID vaccine? Like well, if you can make just, a COVID vaccine. Let's just put it this way: Merck pulled, pulled out after spending a billion dollars because they, they couldn't get it to work. They couldn't get it to work. Nope. So mm-hmm. boom, they tried. They couldn't get it to work. And they didn't throw good money after bad. Now, if you have no liability, you almost got <laughs> a billion got... bucks. I'd say, <laughs> hell, I'd take a hundred million of that. <laughs> well, but they had investors, I'm sure. Uh, well, yeah, no, well, they got a lot of our money. They, I don't, I, I don't. Like, when they said that uh, we didn't take any government money to do it, it's like what a bunch of nonsense because they were backed right. loans with, n- knowing full well that the government was going to subsidize the purchase of the vaccines later. So it was just about when. But uh, no, play it out, man. I mean, it's like who would make lawnmowers? Like, who would make knives? Who would make anything? Why would you do that if they're dangerous and you can get sued? Well, because you can make money. And you're going to sell mm-hmm. your product at a, pl- at a rate, and you're going you're gonna to create your product the best you can. And if there's a problem with it, you're going to fix it. And if you know there's a problem with it and don't fix it because it's, there's an artificial limit on how much liability you have, then you're not going to fix it. No. You're just not going to do it until it crosses a certain right. threshold. And right, and they... Yeah. A jury award. Ask them how many safety studies they've done that are mandated by the government. I don't, think, I don't think the government should mandate any safety studies on this crap. I think the market would do it. I really do. Um, because what's the guy? 
it, like when people say this, the government's going to mandate safety uh, regulations. And, you know, like we had this with Bill when he was down. We, we were talking about like uh, food and all this other crap. I mean, just because there's a regulation there doesn't mean somebody follows it, first of all. Secondly. Correct. Look at your organic stuff. Ooh, man, dig into organic. And secondly, there's a lot of fraud in that. You know, people want to be in business to succeed. And if you've got a bad actor who's willing to sell less than uh, standard or, or healthy products, well, they're going to do that no matter what. It's like the gun gun control debate to me. It's like, all right, you're going to come make me register for guns, take them, limit how much I can have, and that is because somebody else out there is using guns to commit a crime. It's, it, it's absurd on its face. It, it's just, it, it, so to say then we need gun control because somebody else isn't following the rules, it, it doesn't address the problem at all. It's just a political answer to a problem that uh, they don't want to answer in the right way. And it's the same here. So we're going to incentivize vaccine companies. I'd like to know how much the vaccine companies paid in donorship dollars or political dollars to get the people who, were, who were, gave them immunity elected. That'd be an interesting question to know. Yeah. I'd like to know that. So to bolster the 86 law, the United States, however, already has a law to exclude tort claims from products that help control a public health crisis in the form of the 2005 Public Readiness and Emergency Readiness or PrEP Act. Mm -hmm. Holy jeez. These guys are exempt from any liability. Well, and this is... Look, if you're going to do this ad hoc, if you're going to oh, say, dear. if you're going to say, look, we have an emergency, we need you to come up with something fast, and we're going to exempt you from liability for it. Um, you know, at least that's a that's a debate that you can have in open, ad hoc, and and understand it. And then you warn people, and then you give people the option, and you say, listen. We're not sure because of this, but we had to get this done as fast as we could. It's like if somebody calls me in to help them um, fix a water leak at midnight, I don't have all the stuff I need, so I'm going to put a Band-Aid. I'm going to say, listen, we've got a Band-Aid on this problem. It's, 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 it's shored up for now, but you better get somebody in here quick and fix it right because we didn't have time to do it tonight. Well, that's, that's an emergency. And, you know, I guess I would say this. When's the last time there's been an emergency? Yeah, I'm not calling. Not at that, I mean, not at that uh, level. Well, that we're experiencing now. Yeah, I don't know. It's it, yeah. all I can well, say about all this is follow the money. Well, then well you get the, I, yeah. And then you see all this programming. I heard Ozzy Osbourne <clears throat> today on Sirius. Get the job. Oh, I'm okay, but if I don't, maybe I won't be here tomorrow. Right. <laughs> and then he says, "Oh, I've taken everything since I've I've been born, and I'm fine." Well, look, you know, that's kind of weird. You know where we saw this last? <laughs> we saw something similar to this after, uh, was it Katrina that flooded New Orleans? Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. Katrina. Uh, there was a couple, and everybody was all right. over FEMA to get involved in hurricane rebuilding, like, uh, and FEMA being the federal government. And, you know, it's crazy because I, I did a little dive into this for some reason one time. I don't know. I guess I'm bored. But you go to, I went to the Outer Banks and you go look at those houses. I don't know if you've ever been there in North Carolina on yeah. the coast. On stilts? These are, these are multi-million dollar. They are luxury multi-million dollar houses. And then you, if you, there's a places you can go or there's a movie about the Outer Banks. It's a little love story. I forget what it is, but Richard Gere's in it. Maybe Diane Lane. I, I don't remember. And they're in like this old little beach cottage. 
and I started to dig into this. Like there was beach cottages that the average Joe could have on the beach. And it's a little cottage, like like maybe 500 square, you know, whatever it would be, 2,000 square, something small. And now there's these huge million-dollar things. Well, here's what's interesting is that the government started to get involved in the rebuilding efforts. The government started to get involved in insurance efforts. And the government started to force uh, insurance companies to offer insurance, or if they didn't, it was subsidized by government intervention. And they would come help rebuild your property if it were damaged by a hurricane. Well, two things have happened now. The deadliness of hurricanes now has been grossly exaggerated because they measure it by the amount of dollars that of damage they've done. All right, so you've got a $2 million house that gets destroyed, that's $2 million. If you have a $100,000 house that got destroyed, that's 100000 Same hurricane. So that's first. Secondly, the people who are building those houses are getting to do it now without having to worry about losing it in a hurricane. So people are now incentived, incentivized to go build those billion-dollar houses there knowing that they don't care if it gets wiped out because it's insured and they get it rebuilt. And that's all done through federal government money, pressure, and subsidy. It's crazy you should use the Outer mm-hmm. Banks. I used to go down there when I was out in Virginia um, working, and we would go down to the Outer Banks you know, almost every weekend because it was about – couple hour drive and just go down there camp on the beach that was mid 90s hardly any houses mm-hmm. down there now it's all the developed. ones the ones that you saw were you know older or smaller mm-hmm. but if they got wiped out those guys couldn't get hurricane insurance Mm-mm. they couldn't get it more allowed to so if they got wiped out it was all on them and so that's why it was small say, you're mm-hmm. an idiot don't build a house right right here because every five years a hurricane comes through and destroys it Dummy. But, but they didn't care because, well, it was only a 1,000 square feet, and I'll rebuild that. I can do that, and nobody else is here. Mm-hmm. Now it's a mess down there. So this was all They've done. They've ruined it. They've ruined it. So th- this is another adverse consequence or an unintended consequence. <clears throat> you now have an overbuilt area where there used to be wild horses roaming on the beach where you could go oh, have yeah. campfires. Dude, I've been, I've been awakened in the morning after a night of having fun and doing some night fishing. And here are the horses on the beach, and they're rubbing up against your tent. Mm-hmm. And it's like, whoa, <laughs> no, it's all hey, little fella. Uh, and it's all overdeveloped. <laughs> Wild it's horses. all commercialized. Yeah. It is the opposite of what everybody wanted. It is now yep. a bunch of millionaires building houses as investments without any consequence of having it blown away in a hurricane. Yep. That's what it's done. So it's like rent control, right? It's not that mm-hmm. the, it, as soon as you have rent control, it just means that the people who can afford it are going to have more, they're going to rent more places. Right? It's not that you're going to have right. uh, more. It, it, and the landlords aren't going to fix it. So it's like you just have it. it yeah, it's funny. Works. I never even thought of that, Steve. That's funny. So they incentivized just the, uh, they decimated the place. You can't go and just mm-hmm. go like my buddies used to do. Me and my buddy, we would have eight guys down there, man, just have a beach party. Yeah, you can't do it anymore. On a random Saturday, right? Friday night. Why? Because can't do it anymore. FEMA didn't do enough to save New Orleans. Well, here's the other problem in New Orleans. They built a dike that was awful and terrible. And it, they well, didn't, New Orleans is also three feet under three feet under underwater, water man. surface. So, so you got to have pumps and drainages. And I remember my dad yeah. saying, I would never live on the coast. You just have your house blown away by a hurricane. Now people are saying, why not? Why not? I get, free I get another one. Yeah. yeah. Build it up and better. I get a brand oh, new one every better. five years. Yeah, it's better than my house I live in now. Yeah, every five, <laughs> and I can build it up bigger and better and stronger and happier. And insurance companies have to do <laughs> it. Like the man. We can rebuild it, <laughs> and we can rebuild it better, stronger, <laughs> happier. And then, and then meanwhile, I don't, I don't think I don't think he was ever happier though. And meanwhile, no. Okay. If you like, if anybody's tried to buy a house like somewhere where there used to be a creek, you have to get like hundred-year oh. floodplain yeah, insurance. Exactly. Yeah. 
it's like it's, it's so, crazy. It's so insane. It's over it the is. top now because you know if it applies to the coast, obviously it applies here. Well, no. Uh, and no, it's and now that's like a ten thousand year flood event. No, no, no. What's what's going on? Is the insur- I, I would guess. I don't know this, but I would guess the insurance companies are saying we're just going to make everybody buy flood insurance because now we have to have extra money mm-hmm. to insure these mm-hmm. billion dollar houses over there for less than what their value is. So it's like it just raised insurance rates for everybody. It's like don't. This is the opposite of what this is what tort reform is trying to fix, and they're doing the opposite. Mm-hmm. It's like oh, everybody's rates are going to go up. All right, they're going to go up because you're forcing insurance companies to insure things that are otherwise uninsurable. What kind right. of, I mean, who's going to go build a million dollar house on the coast? And if you put insurance on that, it better cost a shit ton of money. Because every five and years, they do in the real world, it should. Yes. Like if I'm going to yeah. predict what's going to happen if I build a house in the Outer Banks, I mean, but like, eventually in your later, lifetime, it's going to get wiped out. You're going to get wiped out. Yeah. 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 And Easily. Then, and then, so two things have happened. It's ruined the aesthetic value of it. Insurance, well, multiple things. Insurance rates have gone up for everybody. Um, they have increased insurance uh, problems for every, or uh, they have uh, disincentivized the normal folks from being able to have a beach house. And, uh, right. you know, so it's like now it's all just on its ear. They've, they've just, I'm, I'm done. <laughs> so, what's going to be the proceeding for the grill? How's that going to play out? The gorilla glue? Right. How's it going to play out? I wonder if it's even true. Do you think it's like a TikTok? Or uh, you think it's like no, a it appears of to social... be true. Yeah, nah, I know, it. but did she do it on purpose? Well, yeah. I don't want to say anything disparaging about my fellow man or womankind, but uh, I mean, look at there's the... some there's some really um, challenged people out there. Look, you, hey, you, you man, look at she, that can. And she it's was like, in it's her not hurry. hairspray, but no, she, she was going out. She's meeting no, no, no. her gal pal. She might have done it on purpose, thinking I can get some play out of this, and then not realize how bad it really was going to be. It's so like. The attention seeking sometimes goes to, like, oh crap, this is really bad now. Like right. the people you see, like that you ever go down those uh, clickbait things where, mm-hmm. like, uh, last pictures. <laughs> oh, and they're right, like getting right. selfies at a oh, cliff. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, was the attention worth that? The skydive off a cliff. It never is. I don't. I don't. Well, I can guarantee you that it'll say, "Don't use this hairspray from now on." <laughs> you know, this is one of those. You got to wonder if I'm representing. You know, there, there's always. Here's the other side of it. Is it? It is going to cause some expense. You know, Gorilla Glue is going to have to deal with it. They're mm-hmm. going to have to pay right. their legal team. They're right. going to have to deal with it. So it's like, and and you can't say, well, they can just have recourse. This girl doesn't. Mean, they're not going to recover anything from her if it's frivolous. Yeah. So they just have to go deal with it. And they may just say, you know what, legal fees are going to be a hundred grand. Give her a hundred grand. All right. Well, and and that in the long run, if it continues to play out, it has this branding misconception. We're still talking about McDonald's coffee twenty years after. Oh my god! You know, McDonald's did come out for a while with they had like a premium roast. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Whatever happened to that? That was I would get that. I don't like their coffee particularly. But I'm gonna have to I say I, people love their coffee. I've never been the biggest fan of their coffee. I don't like Dunkin' Donuts. I don't no. like McDonald's. I like, I, Dunkin'. I like Dunkin' Donuts. I like Dunkin', man. Dun- I remember that he doesn't like Timmy's. Yeah, Timmy's. I like. I like. I, like I don't like any of those. Mm. I, I like Speedway. Well, every time I find a Speedway coffee I like, Speedway they go coffee. out of business. I mean, yeah. I love Caribou Coffee. Well, where the hell are they now? You know exactly. Done, Local so. and Cadillac coffee was a very good, uh, mm-hmm. very good bean. I don't know if they're still around. Crimson cups around. It's Crimson? not my favorite though. Yeah. Crimson cups not my favorite. Oh, dear. I, I like it. They have a, they have their dark roast. I do like that. So here, here are the references on this Wikipedia article about Gorilla Glue and the Gorilla Glue Girl. That's what she's known as. Uh, let's see. Gorilla Glue branches out with national TV advertising that started recently. Moving its headquarters, the truth about polyurethane glue. 
uh, Gorilla Glue UK Safety Data Sheet. Of course, the Brits would come up with that. Uh, oh, here's the uh, Gorilla Glue US Safety data, sh data Sheet. I'll open that in a different link. Uh, let's see. What? Gorilla Glue Adhesives Company reaches settlement with cannabis business. What's that? I don't know. I don't know either. Uh, Gorilla Glue versus GG Strains. I don't know them. Oh, because there is a Gorilla Glue strain. Yeah. Uh, sticky. Oh, is it? It's, it's a, the it's sticky monkey, bro. It's the trademark. I, and I will have to yeah. say that oh. it, is, uh, it is still sold today in Ohio's dispensary. I have I have personally made a purchase. Here it is, GG Strains. Um, yes, the GG. Oh. You've got GG12, <laughs> and you've got, yes. Yeah. So there is the Gorilla Glue. And nice. um, I'm, I'm not sure when that strain came out. It's been out for a number of years, but I'm going to have to say that it probably came out after Gorilla Glue. I'm going to have to say Gorilla Glue is around before. Trying to shut and when, whenever yeah, you... that was 2018, it said. One thing about breeding cannabis is that you can take, you know I mean, a few different strains, cross-pollinate them, and once you create kind of your own strain... You can call it whatever you want. Well, see, this is you know awesome. I, mean? I just had this thought. So, like, give me three names of, of cannabis strains. Uh, like Northern Lights, uh, uh, Silver Haze, yeah. uh, Shanty. And then you've got uh, the Kush. Kush. you got Kush. Like, you got OG Kush, Purple Kush. You know, there's there, there's a number of different lines of Kush. So you're going into the dispensaries, and you're buying all these products labeled that. Now, imagine if the stoners could name regular drugs. <laughs> well, we kind of so like it, um, it, what's the what's the what's the erecta what's the, the all the the ED uh, um, um, you mean like uh, like from Pfizer there the yeah, blue, blue pill, pill the blue pill. Oh, Viagra. Viagra Viagra there you Viagra. go Viagra so like imagine it, like if if the stoners were naming all the drugs give me one of the boiling pills man sticky icky stiffy it's like I hear these guys I hear these guys talk about their medicine and it's like. The purple haze. Yeah, purple haze. You got wedding cake. Wedding cake. Yeah. Um, Gorilla glue. Sticky, I mean, icky, stiffy. I, so if you, like, if, if I had it, salty watermelon this morning. So, right. So if you, like, if this is all like the old black market names or, oh, have, right, have remained it. into the dispensary right. era. So you would think they might, like, try to clinicize it a little bit. Like, if we, you go back into the Blansky Chronicles, I remember, uh, I, I remember whenever uh, Bill Owen had came up with a new strain. And he named it Dolomite. 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 That's like Viagra. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, so he went, yeah. I, I could go for one of those Dolomites. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I can see that. Right. That'd be a good switch up for or like that. aspirin. Yes. Yeah, it's like, well, I was just going to say, what, what would they name aspirin? That's my first thing. What, what would aspirin, what? The chill? Pill? Yeah, the uh, chill pill. Someone uh, headaches. Yeah, it's it's uh, like the stoners come up with the greatest stuff. Right. Yeah. They do. Um, and last couple thoughts on the Gorilla Glue Girl. Um, I wonder if she was this. using Gorilla Glue cannabis, and that's why she thought it was a good idea to use the Gorilla it, Glue on the air, bro. There you, go. there you go. She might have been blunting it down, dog. I'd be like, yeah, dude. Listen to this reference, and I don't know where this is from. Mm. She used Gorilla Glue's hairspray after 15 washes and a trip to the ER. It still won't budge. I mean, that is... <laughs> That that's should, advertising. That's advertising. I'm, that's what but I was thinking too. Anybody that's been listening, that's, I mean, we've been laying out. No, really I know. It's like holy cow. Mm. I mean, I, I I've said two personal things that that there's multiple other ones that we've used the Gorilla Glue for, but I mean, I mean it's, that is it's out. amazing. Yeah. 
product like <laughs> advertising. Like whenever I saw the article come up on my phone, I didn't even t- tap on it to read it. I just read the headlines because there was I- nothing more I needed to read. A little bit later, Shorty comes and she's like, oh, my God, did you hear about that girl in the Gorilla Glue? And I was like, yeah, yes, I did. So did they? Did what did we find out about the cannabis and uh, and 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 the Gorilla Glue glue? Did you uh, no, there, that well, there was. Uh, it sounded like GG Strains um, sued. Them. They sued Gorilla Glue. Let's, let's see, Gorilla Glue Adhesives Company reaches settlement with cannabis business so, over strain name. Hmm. So let's see, the he agreed to patch up their differences and send the Gorilla packing from dispensaries. So reaches settlement trademark. Under the settlement agreement, GG Strains and its licensees of the company's numbered strains initially named Gorilla Glue Number 4 yeah. <laughs> will have to transition away from that name. Any Gorilla imagery and similarities to Gorilla Glue Company trademarks. See, back before it was legal, they didn't care. Right. It was just on the street. Oh, this is the Gorilla Glue. This oh, is the wow. best. Right. Gorilla Glue 4 is my fourth try GG Strains will eventually have to shut down its Gorilla Glue 4 com website and transfer that domain name to Gorilla Glue Company. Yeah. Okay. And yeah, that makes sense. So interesting. Okay. That's uh, another <laughs> byproduct of l- making it legal. But now I, I, I've I've heard that strain's been around before we had legalized in Ohio. Of course, right. That's yeah. why you know you right. would never they would never see these names. They weren't advertised. They didn't have websites. Right. You know right. what I mean? Oh, Promoting God. the product. That's I, what got I, me thinking about like what would they call drug like if. <laughs> Like aspirin and Tylenol and uh, birth control pills. Like, what would you call all of that stuff? You, Dude, you have all sorts of great names. Oh, my. I, I can't get enough of this. I, and now I'm seeing this article from, uh, it was used as a reference. And I don't know what, it was from the Washington Post. Mm. Uh, she exploded into fame, internet fame, has 415 subscribers. She's got a GoFundMe account. Yeah, she now does. So I think it was probably. In the, in the first video. Brown vigorously rubbed at her hair, her side parted, carefully smooth style tapered into an extension braid that was not a single flyaway in sight, and her hair didn't budge. I washed my hair 15 times, and it don't move. (laughs) If you ever run out of gotta be glued hairspray, don't ever use this unless you want your hair to be like that forever. So she used to use a hairspray called gotta be glued? Uh, yes, that's hair gel I use. Is got to be something that comes in the and yellow. And it canisters. says glue. So... Got to be glued. Yeah. Well, uh... it, well, they call it hair glue. Yeah, they do. Oh no. Uh huh. She just uh, she just put one and one together. She did. She did. Was... Glue. Okay. Glue. 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 So she should sue the hair glue. So people. here's it. Yes, that's, so here's that's another sled. I mean, that's a logical step. But... So, Steve, here's another thing in this whole tort reform I saw just briefly. It said something about sophisticated users argument. Yeah. I don't know what that I, – I assume what it means, but what is that in Give lawyer it to speak? me in context. Well, it was uh, the, the manufacturer um, said he wasn't liable because of the sophisticated users clause or whatever. I don't know what that means on its face, but I'm guessing what it means is people should know. Should know. Like what you were saying before, we do. just so knew not to stick a fork in I an outlet. If I sell you, well, it's, I think what they're probably talking about is if I sell you a, a unique item. So think like industrial equipment or, like, so if you buy a piece of machinery. A meat slicer. That is, like a meat slicer would be a good one. I know there's a bunch of meat slicers from Hobart specific. cases out of, out of yeah. Troy, but. It's like there are certain things that are inherently dangerous to use, and the general folks 
aren't intended to use it anyway. I think that's probably what that is. So a motorcycle might be one, you know, that, that you can make that analogy. Like I, I know that if you just, if I go off the streets, never been on a bike or on a motorcycle before and say, I'm like a thousand pounds overweight and, and I'm going to go ride them. It's like, I'm not, there's nothing they can do. They can't stop me yet. I, how can I possibly sue them? I'm not, I'm not a, I shouldn't have bought it in the first place, and I should know that. Maybe that's what they're saying. I can't get enough of these quotes. This is unbelievable. I know, I didn't know any of this. She has 19 million views and counting. Yeah. See, she's getting paid. This is a social she's getting media paid. We, we know that. Well, here's yeah. the we thing. That. She's, she's so, getting paid now. I wonder so, if she needs a podcast. Here's the thing. <laughs> she lathered shampoo on her inflexible strands. Her hair emerged unchanged. This is the life that I guess I'm going to have to live, she said, suppressing a sob. <sighs> When people realized that Brown had not pulled a big fake, uh, concern started pouring in. Well, um, <laughs> she's got like a GoFundMe. How much is in the GoFundMe right now? I, I don't know that. Um, Brown took some advice from her growing on. She slathered coconut oil and olive oil on her strands, covered it with plastic cap, left it overnight. It was an epic fail to get you know rid of her work? forever ponytail. The the like the uh, <clears throat> if not the citrus. But what's the the hand goo in the garage? It cuts through all that stuff. Oh, um, goop, goop, goop. Yeah, I'm not suggesting you use this. Please don't take this as suggesting you use it. I take no responsibility for advising anybody how to use hand yellow goop mustard. In That's what I'm suggesting. Yeah, or lava soap. Remember that stuff? Yes. Oh, that's jeez, yeah. the lava. But anybody who's used a polyurethane knows. Like I wear gloves now because not because I'm afraid. Look, I don't care. I'm 51. It's not going to get me now. But uh, I it take it doesn't come off. It doesn't come off, man. I just don't like picking it off for four days. Right. And uh, same with the the spray foam. I use the Gorilla Glue spray that 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 is that is right here, the main attraction. And I, if you get it on your hand, man, yeah. it was there for like a couple for days. Even yeah. now, as I as a woodworker, and I would pick it off. Yeah, same thing. Woodworking, you use that polyurethane glue, man, because then the, then the sawdust gets in it and dirt gets in it, and it's like you got black hands now for days. Mm-hmm. And so I wear gloves now. If you wow. weren't wearing gloves when you were trimming Gorilla Glue marijuana, you would be very sticky. Be, but now right it. there, you can get that off, so oils, and then yeah. you have hash. Mm, all the good stuff. Yeah. Yes. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, all right, one last thing. Gorilla Glue actually treated, uh, tweeted, we are glad to see in a recent video that Miss Brown has received medical treatment for, from her local medical facility and wish her the best along with... This is not indicated for use in or on hair. Yeah. <laughs> Just in case you hadn't picked this up yet. All right. But now I will gonna... I will say that now that I hear that she's been using hair glue, Got to that be. somebody There's... was out there calling it the hair glue. Yeah. But I mean, I, it's they not, call it that. That's like using that's like using gorilla glue weed to glue stuff together. Yes. It, yeah. It's like the hair glue. It's like everybody knows what that means. Yes. So, well, maybe I've never heard of it. Well, I don't. Well, but if some, if it, I had a gel is. product and somebody said, "Here, use this gel. It's called hair glue," I would think, "Oh, that's like a gel, and the, the glue is a little play on the fact that it makes it that it sticks it in place." And there was old timers used to use Vaseline. Vaseline. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Man. Pompadour, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. That was bet. a big thing. Brill cream. Remember yep. that stuff? Yeah, yeah. Dippity doo. Back in the eighties. So got to be glued. Spiking glue. That's that's what I use, actually, but I would never confuse that with any type yeah. of glue. If you run out, adhesive, don't use a glue. Got to be glued, spike. Yeah, styling spike. Now, melt. So she was probably using blasting freeze spray. That doesn't say glue on it, but got to be makes a 
styling, mm-hmm. spiking. So glue. what would you? I'm trying to think what I would do. Like if I if I got that in my hair and I would never just spray it in my hair, what would I do in my hair? I, like I would cut it off. But if no. I'm a female, how, did, how did everything else not stick to her head? I don't know. No, like, that's, I mean no, like, it is. like like it's she's stuck. not this. Like she's doing like, this right now. Exactly. So hand stuck can, to her forehead. <laughs> so here here she is. Um, she has an ethnic hairstyle. Okay. And it's completely plastered to her head. Yeah, it's completely stuck. adhesed but to her I'm scalp. But what I'm saying is, what about next to her scalp? Why isn't there dust and stuff stuck to that? Look look at her. No. What's going on? What's going on there? She could cut it off. You get scissors. No, no, no. No, no. It's it's on her scalp. I her understand. scalp is completely. But you could peel it slowly, peel it back, and start cutting. That's what I would do. I'd shave my, I'd get my head. I would go bananas with that. It would drive me crazy. Well, it would be gone. sounds like there's like a giant lot of it on her scalp that she can't which will stop here we were looking for earlier which could have ingrown hair into oh, our geez. scalp i do believe that oh, somewhere God. in the studio or around about there's a can of the grow i know spray. exactly where it is yeah let's <laughs> try it out jay no no, no, no listen I, let's hey, just do it i it's, know it's happy where it's I'm living right now glue, like man, i'm next, right with you it's gonna be the next tide pod thing Jeez. dude i ripped a mole off with the tape before yeah just to see yeah. if I could, and it I, did. I, I, yeah, I, I, yeah. <laughs> don't do that at home, folks. Yeah, yeah, because that that lends toward that. Holy. Okay, the previous product you talked about. Why, why would you even go with hair? Why would you call it hair glue? Why would you call it that? You know, yeah, well, like well I get, I get why. It's it's a fun way to say it. it. Well, it's, it is. You know, it's meant for kids. There, there are no yeah. other there are no other ways of saying you it. You would though. never <laughs> think if you created something yeah, called hair glue. Then again, you know what? I don't even know how old she is. Um, oh, she's forty. Oh, God. Oh, wow. Girl. I got a big night out, man. I she can't go like one 14. night without the hair glue, so I'm just going to get the Gorilla Glue. Mm. And oh. of all things, I mean, Gorilla Glue, I mean, even in its name, I mean, gorillas are strong. They're big. They're mighty. They're not going to back down. It's like you're you're picking the strongest possible glue. We know that here at 511. Well, it's the best glue around, and you're going to put it in Hasn't she seen the commercial? You know when the gorilla comes up and scares people? Uh, just, ah! Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I guess they included gorillas in their ads. Or now, at least I, they did. I did buy a roll of the T-Rex. I don't know if you've heard of the T-Rex. Yeah, it's the new, new tape out there. It's supposed to be stronger than the gorilla glue. It's supposed to be. That kind of scares me. If it's stronger and, than um, gorilla glue, holy crap. Here's the thing about the T-Rex. It's very difficult to even peel it like really? on the roll. It's like it's 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 on there, but I'm gonna have Woo. to say something. I, I've used it, and I do believe that I'm still gonna go with. I think the better product is the Gorilla Glue. Yeah. yeah, at some point, too strong is too. If you can't get it, if it's not usable, then. But we use them like on the go karts, on the race yeah. karts. Yeah, you know what I mean. We'll wrap the fronts and put it around on there and change it up. It holds it all together because those are fiberglass bodies that are getting smashed right. up all the time. Gorilla glue. Well, you know it's funny. So duct tape and all that stuff that came from like the military, and when I was in the army, we called it hundred mile an hour tape. Because it'll hold anything up to 100 miles an hour. Yeah, I'd call this Gorilla Glue tape is like 1,000-mile-an-hour tape. That, yeah, they got different levels of speed of sound. Is yeah. awesome. <laughs> yes. I think they even have different levels of They do. Sonic, and they, well, Sonic that T-Rex boom. is like stupid freaking sticky. I mean, it's like, hmm. yeah. Well. Yeah. Uh, and, hey, if we can, can we go back to Bethel Road? That was going to be my legal question of the day. All right. Let's your, we'll finish with your legal question of the day. <laughs> what? What are your rights at a uh, traffic stop at, at those freaking drunk stops or, uh, you know, oh, any checkpoints, type, sobriety any checkpoints type, or any other type of checkpoint that you don't know about? So you're just driving along and all of a sudden you see a checkpoint. Yeah. You have to stop. Don't, okay. tr- don't turn around. The question, it's a good question because there is a case that says any stop of a motor vehicle is a significant intrusion that requires justification of the Fourth Amendment. Right. 
Okay. That's, that's sort of the, the, the standard language. So it, it, that was not always clear. It used to be that police, if they stopped you, it didn't trigger the Fourth Amendment in your car. But the U.S. Supreme Court has said that, and I think it's Pennsylvania versus – it might be MIMS. Um, and then um, – actually, MIMS is different. But anyway, it's, it's in MIMS too. So <clears throat> the issue is if you have to stop at a checkpoint, is that a Fourth Amendment intrusion? Well, you would think, well, yes, it is because I have to stop and I have to – it's an encounter with the police and I'm, I don't have a choice. Uh, but the U.S. Supreme Court has said, no, it's not uh, – they can do it. However, it has to be publicized in some way and it can't be random. In other words, they can't just pick and choose who they stop. They can choose to stop every three cars. Oh, I got They can got choose you. to stop okay. every other car. <clears throat> they can even choose to stop every car. But they can't just say, oh, that guy, hmm, he's driving over there. It looks like Fred Sanford with uh, furniture hanging out. We're going to stop him. Or we're going to stop this guy in a rental car with California plates. Hmm, that one looks like a, might, a good one. We might find something. Um, so, yeah, that's, uh, they can't do that. But they, they can do it as long as it's, as long as it's known and uh, it's not random. And if you try to turn and run away from it, they can pull you over for that too. There was a who was it? It was a local high state player, maybe that had that happen to him and was in trouble. <clears throat> yeah, it sounds a couple years back. It was, yeah. But yeah, hmm. if you try to run away, then they would consider that reasonable suspicion to stop you for not stopping, because they figure you got something to hide. Well, obviously, um, yeah. Okay. Or now, look, I get to those things. I don't drink alcohol at all anymore, and I'm just thinking, what a pain in the ass this is going to be. Um, but uh, I remember one time we were <clears throat> teenagers, and I was not behind the wheel, but the person who was behind the wheel probably should not have been behind the wheel. And we come upon one of those stops, and I'm just thinking, there's no way this is going to be good. And uh, we just got waved right through, and we were high-fiving each other, man. We thought we were the luckiest guy. And we were lucky, I guess, but it had nothing to do with anything other than we weren't like one of three cars. You know, it was like every other car, every fifth car was getting stopped. And now I know, look back, and I know why we ended up getting through that checkpoint um, with a car full of beer and probably somebody wasn't sober driving. Mm. So that is that. All right. Well, okay. we're going to wrap it up with that. This has been Lawyer Talk off the record on the air on Wednesday. No blitz today because of technical difficulties, but lots of other great stuff. Tune in. Uh, we had a little bit of another technical problem. Brett, you've been here, and maybe the mic wasn't always on. We'll see how that mixes out, but I'm not going to change it. Nope. Um, and uh, other things coming. We have been exploring multimedia options here in the studio. So we're you're not going to see it today, but coming soon, you might, you just might be able to do a little live stream you'll be able to share our live experience with us on your favorite streaming platform so stay tuned for that and it won't just be us jared's got the comedians on south high jason banks taking off on tiktok well over two million now over two million mm -hmm. making a living on it for good reason it is funny <clears throat> funny stuff so check that out jason at jason banks tiktok wherever you find your tiktok sources and comedians on south high if you're not subscribed to comedians on south high you should be well, all of India is. If you're not, you're way behind. Come India on. India loves it. India's like, on it. Come on. India loves it. So the United States <laughs> picked up quite a bit, though. Yeah. yeah. We got and especially Texas and uh, I do believe Georgia are two uh, two other states yeah. that are really kind of pulling nice. up there on air. That's awesome. So great stuff happening with banks. We are shooting web videos down here in the studio. COVID is done, as far as I'm concerned, and we are cranking along and we are. Uh, Back to business. So anybody wants a podcast, anybody needs their website revamped with video, professional video, professional audio, great marketing materials, we got the pill for that. I don't know what the stoners would call it, but we got it. <laughs> Just 511. 
Just that's buy the, one. That's yeah, the pill name. Five one one. Yeah, five eleven. Get you some of that five one one. Some of that five hundred eleven. Speaking of five eleven coffee, Burton are. Ooh. Burton, who's got his uh, his logo and design and, and <clears throat> other business, he was also the guy on Forge and Fire. I've been talking to him. He made some coffee for me. And, man, it was good stuff. So anybody uh, is interested really? in your own specially branded coffee, look us up, lawyertalkpodcast.com. We can get a special roast, maybe a special label for you. I did it. You Five can on too. one Bane. I did it. You can, too. Uh, so, as always, questions are welcome, encouraged. If you even want to be a guest on the show and you think you got the chops to sit at the round table here at 511, trust me, it doesn't take much. Uh, you can come join us. If you've got something interesting to talk about, just reach out, lawyertalkpodcast.com. So, lawyer talk off the record on the air, at least until, and and by, I, before I even finish, we got the exchequer. Yes. There you go. Hi. Uh, and just remember, kids, don't use any super adhesive on your person. And if you think you're going to cure your beard woes with Gorilla Glue. <laughs> Now, now I can see why you think that might work, but it won't. So. And don't uh, glue your kid's mouth shut with Gorilla Glue. Don't, oh. don't keep them asleep by spraying it on their eyes as they're asleep. Oh, it's probably not gonna. Oh, wow. It's probably not going to clean your tires. No. Even though it looks like something that might, it sprays oh. out of a can. So oh. be careful. All right, lawyer talk off the record, on the air, off the air, on the ra- at least till now.